Ramon's having some fun there in the community. What's going on here, Ramon? What did I miss? Man, I jumped in there early because I saw the bets from yesterday, DK. I saw mm. your favorite barber in here talking about some. I'm putting money on the line right now, okay? He said we weren't going to show until 4.04, I think, DK. 3.04 for Central Tennessee, DK. And you know what? He losing bets, man. He does. He does, man. But he's a good dude from, from all accounts, man. So I was just trying to engage with everybody and ask where everybody's from. And we're from everywhere, DK, as oh, far yeah? as Stiller Nation. Wow. I've what never heard of here. What Elmira, New York. I've heard of Elmira. You've heard of Elmira? Really? Yeah, I've heard of Baton Rouge. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. <coughs> Excuse me. How many we got here? Yeah. For, uh, and new uh, members to start us off, too. Mm hmm. Yeah, let's see here. They like the new Southside Beat Show. But yeah. That's a kind of a, a pre show that we have here for the Ramon Foster Show with our beat writers, uh, Corey Christen and uh, and Chris Halleck. They cover the Steelers. And what, what ends up happening, they start at three o'clock, by the way, Eastern Time. Yeah. And they'll come, like, they'll get you stuff straight from practice. Mm hmm. I mean, today is just, or, I'm sorry, this whole week, we're just kind of doing a trial run with those guys. Yeah. Not that we're not doing it. We're doing it. We're not pushing or promoting it very hard because we want to give them a chance to set their microphones and their cameras, all the stuff that it that it took me and Ramon yeah. a while to perfect. And everybody used to complain about, remember, Ramon, our sound and everything uh, else? Man, we had a lot to figure out, DK. A, a ton to figure out, dog. Uh, but we got it there. Uh, wow, Colorado, Colorado Rocky Mountains, Montreal, Here's Newcastle, UK. Here's Australia. Here's Bedford, home of old Bedford Village. Nice, DK. Uh, Wilmington, North Carolina, Orlando. We are all over the place. Sioux City, Iowa, Erie, Richmond. We just had, you know our man Joshua Dobbs? Yeah. Who comes in here? He was just at 224 Fifth Avenue. Was he? he? Yeah, he just stopped in to say hello. Robert wants to see Zach Gentry become the fourth chef. I'm sure hoping that Zach's got bigger things in mind <laughs> and lands on his feet somewhere. Yeah. 412 says that I'm fashionably late. We started at exactly 4 o'clock. I'm yeah. taking none of this today. We did, DK. You you have the right to push back today, DK, 100%. We weren't a 401 or 403. We were 400 today, DK, and I know it. Guys, we had cut down day yesterday, and we have – Today, some follow-up moves made by the Steelers, uh, not of any consequence. The second punter is actually gone. I have some thoughts on the second punter after we after we formally get going here today. And I want to talk about wh what the state of the organization is with a certain new corner who's been brought in Yeah. as of this afternoon because that might change a lot of different things. Are we ready with that, uh, that belt? Yeah. Oh, absolutely, DK. This is going to be a grand bell today for all the people uh, all across the United States and the world at this point. Yeah, DK, world. We're, we're, in, we're into the world. Yeah. We're, we're in different countries. All right, here we go, DK. I'm ready. <laughs> Zach Dixon won't even let the, the echo of the bell go Wayne into the background before he wants a hump day out of Moan. You doggone right, man. That's on me. I, and I don't know how I'm forgetting this, DK. Zach, 100%. It is hump day. It's a hump day for sure for the Steelers who did practice today. They're going to get a little bit of a break after this, uh, leading into what Mike Tomlin will tend to refer to as a regular or normal week of practice. You're going to stop seeing all of these strange Sunday practices and Thursdays off and stuff like that. Next week is going to be boom, boom, yeah. boom, boom, boom. Just exactly what you're used to seeing to prepare for the, <laughs> to prepare for the 49ers when they come. Uh, the Steelers did, of course, make an acquisition today. Yeah. Uh, pulling in. Uh, from the outside, man, I'm drawing a blank here. It's King, oh, King, King. Uh, 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 Desmond King. Desmond yeah, King. Yeah, yeah. okay, come on, a little brain why. fart. 
it little brain fart. I'm that not even halfway through the drink. That is too light for me, DK. I just got to pause for the calls on that drink, man. You need more. You need more coffee in that they cream, totally, man. I know they totally blew this. So they do oh. that occasionally. They think they're doing you a favor by adding more milk, and all it does is soften the drink up. Okay. Des- Desmond King was a first-team All-Pro not so long ago. He is not an older dude. No. He is. I don't know why he was available. Okay. I really don't. Um, much less being released, unless it's just a case of the Texans being the Texans, or if it's that they just flat out want to chop as much money off as possible. What what else makes sense to you here, Moan? They did go draft some young corners this year, too. Steven Nelson is still there. Uh, and it may be just a factor of let me get my guys. And you got to think, Houston's got a new head coach. They're trying to change the regime of the guys that was there, and he was a guy that was there. I also covered him here in Nashville, too. He played for the Titans for a little while. I said it yesterday in a smaller evaluation. He's a uh, a, a 2.0 version of a Mike Hilton type, except he can actually play corner, or he does play outside corner. He made some really good plays against the Titans last year. Uh, I remember watching them. He's a face-in-the-fan type of guy. He's a physical type of cornerback. His deficiencies, he may get a little grabby. He may get the ball caught over his head a little bit, man. But all in all, play in and play out, he's a guy that you want on your team. Now, this is what I'll also say. Sometimes guys elevate themselves because of the people they're surrounded by. I'm not in the the, the uh, business of wanting to crown Desmond King, but I will say this. He's a good addition to this defense and what it's capable of being. His last contract with Houston was two years and $7 million, which before the most recent Cam Sutton contract, that was in Cam Sutton range. Yes. Okay. And he is a guy who can play different positions in the secondary. He can do different things. Uh, He's been a slot guy. He's been a really, really, really good slot guy. Mm -hmm. I think if you're the Steelers, Moan, don't you just put him into – just throw him into the mix and say, here, you guys, let's sort this out, you know? You you do. You absolutely do that, DK. I don't see any issues whatsoever with adding him and putting him on the field. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, when he got signed by the Titans, it may have been in the middle of the season too, DK, um, as far as when he got there. Uh, and then he ended up coming in and playing well. He did well for this team, and it just so happens to be a free agency. Uh, ended up going to Houston. Uh, his tenure, Houston, I thought has been fair. He's been mostly available as far as being on the field. He's got some interceptions under his belt too. I don't want to crown him because he has to learn to play in this Pittsburgh style of uh, defense. But I've always kind of seen this, except for Reed last year. Most guys come into this defense usually excels DK, and I don't want to, you know, make it seem like that that team or Coach Tomlin or uh, TA Terrell Austin is just that good at calling plays. But guys elevate themselves whenever they come and play for Coach Tomlin and, and it's still her defense. Well, to that extent, though, do you kind of take it easy on him? You're not going to throw him out there against especially the 49ers because they do so much of that thinking and dunking. You know what I mean? They do, which is why you would want to actually play him if you're playing him in a slot. I but trust has, him covering tight been ends. Preparing for them, though. They've had guys who've been preparing for them for weeks now. Okay. All Two right. weeks. Uh, you're the player, not me. DK. <laughs> And even if you're putting him in in packages to work him in, DK, he's comfortable enough as a veteran to be able to do those things, DK. Um, I didn't think he was bad with the Titans when he was there. I just thought it was one of those. They had some turnover happening, some young guys coming up behind him, and he just kind of worked himself out. His situation to me, it seems to be in Houston and with the Titans too. He's a guy that just got pushed out by younger, cheaper guys or guys they want to build with over the length of their uh, careers. For all the exotic addresses that we've got today, people from all over the world, uh, Casas comes in from Pittsburgh, California. There are there are X number of actual Pittsburghs in the United States. There's the one that's probably the best known is the one in Kansas, uh, meaning the ones without the H, meaning yeah. all the rest of them, because we are the only ones that have the H. Yeah. Historical nugget there for you we had to fight for that age the united really? states government took it away from pittsburgh 120 years ago wanted to just streamline all the pittsburghs oh and man so yeah for a period of about two decades 
the city, you'll see it sometimes on some of the old, old Pirates jerseys, Pittsburgh with no H on it. And you're like, what the heck? Did somebody the letter fall off or something? But that's a, that's a good observation. Hanover Fist has another good observation. These are my new glasses. These are my prescription glasses. It, Mona, are yours prescription? They are prescription, yeah. When you first put them on, did you kind of do this for a while? Uh, no, not really. Uh-oh. Uh, uh, not really. Uh, this is your, the first time I've ever worn them. Okay, but you also been buying convenience store sun, glasses. They've too, been trash. Can. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. buck ninety nine off the yeah. CVS shelf. Yeah. yeah no, uh, man. I, I have one I want to point out as we're talking about Desmond King right here, man. If you don't mind, DK, I just saw and I want to get to it real quick. Uh-huh. Uh, Ryan Smith, Desmond covering tight ends at five ten. Yes, yes. Uh, if they're in the slide and he's capable of doing it, yes, the height don't matter. It's the coverage skills of what happens and what you do with your hands and playing the ball after that. Height doesn't matter at much at those DB positions. I've seen Cortez Allen try to guard tight ends and not be able to do it. And he, DK, you know, was a taller. Yeah, he's had some size to him. Yeah, he has some mm-hmm. size to him. Absolutely. I just want to put nip that in the bud real quick when we start talking about height and tight ends and stuff. Now, we have uh... – more of these addresses coming in from all over. Here's UK. Here's Croatia. Here's uh, Hilton Head, South Carolina, South Bend, Indiana. Uh, all day long, West Coast Steeler Nation is stacked out this way. Says Wrongism. Of course, it wouldn't be one of these episodes if we didn't hear from Mexico. There's a, a lot, brand. a lot from down there. Uh, you guys, in, in in general, seem to be very excited uh, about. Omar Khan and everything that he's done. <laughs> but I have a question back for everybody else here, including you, Moan. Okay. I'm a little bit uncomfortable with it. And here's why. If you're going to give all this credit to Omar, and you're going to say, Omar, you're the greatest. King Khan, the Khan artist. The Khan. Every move he makes now, Everyone's going, yes, Omar. Oh, genius. Held on to the putter for an extra day. Way to go, Omar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know whose name is never getting mentioned in any of this? Who's this? Who's actually got to be involved in all of these personnel matters? Are you talking about Coach Tomlin? I do believe that I am. You're talking about Coach Tomlin, man. Isn't that funny how that goes? All the bad moves get attached to Tomlin. But all the good <laughs> moves so far are all – Am I? am I wrong? No, no, you're not. You're not wrong at all. You're not wrong at all, man. Oh, that is hilarious. You called him out, DK. I just kind of did because it, it bugs me a little bit, okay? Because what you're going to hear the first time there's some kind of silly little clock management error is you're going to hear, but Omar is just gold. Yeah. there is. this is a... This is a collective thing. It All is. of these decisions are collective. Moen, please, if you can, share your experience with that. That's one thing I will say has been a huge thing inside of that building. Coach Tomlin, and you know this, he has a famous saying, I don't care where the good, what a good idea comes from as long as it helps us win, meaning everybody has a say-so. Yeah. Literally, everybody has a say-so, even the rookies on the team that, hey, Coach, we don't want to do rookie dinner like this. We want to do it like, and I know that's a small item thing. That's not a personnel thing, but he's always been an advocate of everything being included. Everybody has a voice inside of that building from the front office, Omar, all the way down to the coaches, to the GAs. They all have a say-so in all things uh, revolving around the Pittsburgh Steelers. I, I will say this too, though, DK, to be fair, and there's a few other names that are coming in too, okay? This one, if you don't mind, Glenn Thomas has come up a whole lot, okay? Um, there was also this name, DK, that came up also, Andy Weidel. His name comes comes up often. Uh, but this is this is why, though, DK, if you're okay with this, we've never seen this organization operate like this. What do you mean? Kev never operated like this as far as being aggressive, as far as making splash before the draft, during the draft, in mini camp, and right now throughout training camp going into the season. We've never seen them operate like this. We have always, and I'm not sure if this is to our detriment or what, DK, you tell me, because I feel like we've been good for a very long time, right? That's one thing we have been is we've been consistent as heck when it comes down to the Pittsburgh Steelers. And that goes from the way they 
draft guys, the way they find out, you know, undrafted free agents, the way they go find the very cheap and week two of free agency, uh, uh, an older free agent like a Miles Boykin or Allen Robinson, and we make the most out of it. This year, we've just seen them be aggressive. And that's involving Coach Tomlin. You got to also think uh, Coach T had to abide by the rules of what Kev had in place because Kev had a method of operating. I feel like this time around, Coach Tomlin has the ability and hit the fact that he's been working with Omar Khan for so long, their communications are different. Both are a little bit younger than Kev. Both have probably seen stuff at other places because they have that freedom and flexibility to move around the NFL, talking to other GMs, Omar, Coach Tomlin watching other coaches do certain things, but also playing his role with Kev and say, we will collaborate on a lot of things, but we will also let Kev have his way for the most part. And I'm not saying that was all the way true because it's a full collaboration. But Omar's younger. Coach T is a younger coach in his league somewhat, right? I'm not, is Coach T 50-ish? It's starting to change. (laughs) Yeah, he's getting older now. Yeah. (laughs) But what I'm saying is this. In order to kick in that door to a Super Bowl, I feel like we were missing another gear. And sometimes that may be, as Coach T like to say sometimes, going shopping. Sometimes that may be changing your philosophies about moving up in the draft. Sometimes that may be trading for a late-round guy, moving to your homegrown guards and center to different teams to pick up draft picks. We just, we just, We have just never seen this much motion. So Omar gets the credit because he's a new guy. He does, and 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 I'm not taking credit away. No, no. I'm just a little uncomfortable with the fact that Mike Tomlin only gets mentioned in association. I, I'm going to tell you that I'm not an exception to this. Okay? okay, I find that whenever the Steelers lose a game, and I'm writing my column, and I try to do these all-encompassing pieces when I do. Okay, that I leave Tomlin out okay. when they win. And that's not because of any bias. It just works out that way. You're watching the game and you think to yourself to credit the players. When you see how they performed in the preseason, what do you think? Okay. Oh, man. Yeah. You're you're thinking about the players. When they don't do well and you've seen the players do well in the past, you're thinking it's a lack of preparation, right? Which is something you've talked about on this program. That is one of those things, too, DK. So I have to ask this then. As, as far as, well, let's talk about this, NDK, and I know we're, we're infringing upon the Hey Moan segment, man, but we this are. is good, okay? Who has been, in the NFL, the most stable franchise, you would say? Or, or give me three of them. Three, maybe four. Uh, it depends Pittsburgh. on the era, the era that you're picking, okay, because you have to you have to throw in New England. You just do. You got to. Because it's because of. I mean, my God, all the winning that was done. I don't care if it was all on Brady's back. It still happened. It happened. Um, from there, stable. I mean, do you, you, can, you know which one I'm going to throw into this mix? Don't over laugh. on the East. No, Dallas. That's fair. They don't change personnel that much. Meaning, meaning at the top. I mean, you know, it's still – look, the whole thing is run by Jerry. It is. It now is. that's not great stability, <laughs> right? <but it's> stability, <laughs> uh, you know. But I, I brought that up to say this, man. Um, so I'd go Pittsburgh. I go Green Bay because they had a real good run from one quarterback to another. Uh, I throw Baltimore in there. Fair, right? Oh, how did I leave them out? That's yeah. just a mistake on my part. Dallas yeah. is because in that conversation. Really, really, John Harbaugh just continued so much of what Brian Billick had in place, and Ozzie Newsom constructed the way they're doing things and then let's remember who they were patterned after as a whole that's beautiful isn't it yeah (laughs) it is but i'm going to get to my point though but i think seattle going from rust to gino and still having a good season last year Pete carroll still at the head impressive 49ers i feel like is in there even though they had a bad dip they did have a bad dip but they're back where they're supposed to be too all of those franchises have had a i feel like a uh a jolt of revitalization except for us and this is probably our first time having a jolt dk of revitalization when it comes down to the how we operate you see what i'm saying like we have done it the exact same way for a long time and our template is still there but we have 
from what Swan is saying, like, well, I, he's talking about your glasses adjusting, but I feel like with this move with Omar and Coach T and Andy Weidel and Glenn Thomas and even Mr. Rooney speaking up about the offensive coordinator and stuff, right? I feel like that was a different shift in how we're operating moving forward, and it's just new. I don't think my glasses are crooked, Alan. I no, you're straight. My my nose is. I, I busted it once uh, playing hockey. It was like 20 degrees below zero, and it came, came like that. Yeah. So it's the nose that's off. It's not the it's not the glasses. Uh, when we come <laughs> back on this completely inane episode of the Ramon Foster Show, we will do the only segment that actually matters. That's hey, Mon, duh. At DK Pittsburgh Sports, we take pride in coverage that connects our city's fans to their favorite teams. Now, that connection's stronger than ever. Introducing our all-new state-of-the-art app. Find expert inside reporting and original podcasts. Check live box scores. Track the latest stats. Chat it up with our community of thousands of fans, all in one place. The new app from DK Pittsburgh Sports. Coverage that connects. And welcome back to the Ramon Foster Show. And she says that it's in the stars here. That's what I'm looking for here. We're uh, we're getting ready to do the Hey Moan segment. There it is. If you want to become a member, go to dkps.net slash join. That's how to become a member. And uh, (laughs) let's see what we got here for. I got a real good one, DK, to start well, us you, off. You start us off here. From, from Carl Stock, man. This is a good one right here because we were doing a bunch of name dropping, DK. Oh, okay. Carl Stock go, who the hell is Glenn Thomas? <laughs> Enlighten him, DK. <laughs> well, Do first that. of all, Glenn Thomas <laughs> is the only Steelers assistant coach who has already had a statue erected in his honor, and that's because he was hired to be the offensive assistant coach under Matt Canada. And as a result – Everything that happens good with the offense this year will be credited to Mr. Glenn Thomas. Uh, actually, he has two ends in Glenn. We want to make sure we get it right, just like we did on the statue. So the engraving was done. This actually was uh, this was uh, given to us as a gift last week by Justin Work, a regular viewer who stopped in here in the shop. And yeah. I mean, it's just this looks nothing like glenn thomas which is part of the humor here he just found some random coach bobblehead <laughs> and, and put funny, a little th- a sticker on the bottom that says glenn thomas what's funny about that is i found cat manada's reply to that are you kidding me carl <laughs> yeah, he's only everything yeah he's supposed to be the guy behind matt canada calling plays if you let us as fans determine that which is not true if we gonna bash matt canada we also got to say he's doing good whenever the offense is moving so it's just a little joke on the side we do not sell a glenn thomas bobblehead yet but we have other merch that's available uh, at the ramon shop which is which is something that you can access at dkps.net slash ramon shop pretty easy stuff there right it is pretty easy rico costa comes in with a 20 dollar contribution and says greenfield in the house to see that's the ones i want to hear i don't want these exotic ones i want actual city neighborhoods in the mix here i thought i almost drowned in greenfield okay or is it greensburg the one on the way to uh latrone that would be greensburg greenfield is actually in the city proper it's out by squirrel hill okay all right we're good rico says i love what omar khan's done so far but he really dropped the ball today. I mean, what are they going to do without two punters? This allows me to jump on the punting thing. Come on. No one's reporting what actually happened with the punters. Okay, Everyone is just kind of speculating. And what I'm about to offer you is no different. However, to me, it makes infinitely more sense that because Omar knew he was going to need a space today, he was going to need a roster space today, that he was going to keep one player on who absolutely unequivocally knew he was going to get cut. Do you follow me? While you let the other players have the courtesy to go and find their next team, give them an extra day. Don't have them lose their opportunities. Do you follow me now? Yes. Okay. Now who is the one player that you, you risk injuring probably more than any other in a practice? It's a specialist because they could just kick the ball and go ouchy with the back of their leg. Okay. So you keep the punter around for an extra day. 
right? This yep. is this is even smarter than what anybody thought. Okay. Yeah, this is crazy. Now, again, I'm not I don't know this either, but it makes way more sense to me. So he keeps a punter for an extra day. And then at the end of that day, he says, All right, we got King done. We got this contract signed. Uh, thanks for your service. You're free. They knew they weren't going to get a trade for a punter, right. for a backup punter. So now he's free to go sign in Philadelphia, and there's no trade or whatever else because Philadelphia needs a punter. Make sense? That does make all the sense in the world. It sounds like there was a call and a wink wink given since he's a Philly guy. Yeah, exactly. So why would you hold on to Zach Gentry for an extra day and rob Zach of an opportunity yeah. to sign somewhere where they might need a, yeah, a, a tight end? A You're tight. not robbing him of one minute of that. Yeah, that's why they that's... let him know even earlier in the day they told him because they hope that he latches on to somebody because they love the guy. That's fair right there. That makes all the sense in the world right there. And so we're, we're also saying this, Desmond King's priority on this roster, not individually, was higher than Zach Gentry's as far as finding the corner. I, I would quote yeah. the great philosopher Ramon Foster from two days ago on this show when I asked Ramon, okay, who, uh, which position would you most want to address if you had to address it, what did you say? I said corner. You said corner. Yeah. Apparently they thought the same way. So yeah. all of this is starting to add up. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think, with, you know, by bringing in, by bringing in Desmond King, you add a little bit of jam. Yeah, you do. To that whole situation, whether it's slot corner, whether it's the outside, whatever it happens to be, where, do, where does, where does he move somebody else off the ball? Do you have in your very first practice with him, do you just throw him out there as your starting slot corner? I don't know. I think they know what they're getting out of Desmond King, though. Uh, he's got a lot of tape. You don't make all pro and be trash. Uh, I didn't see him be trash here in Nashville. So I'm, I'm, I, I like the bet of them going to go get him and picking up that contract, too. Yeah, I, I just – I I, th I I think the world of this move, yeah, especially given his pedigree, you know, sometimes and here's another thing I want to throw into this mix here. Uh, a casual fan, a really casual fan is going to misinterpret pro bowl for all pro and they don't know the difference. Okay. Pro bowl is wonderful. If you make the pro bowl, you've made it. If you make it as an alternate, you've still made it. You're still a pro bowl. All pro is different. All pro is the entire league. It's selected by the associated press each year. There's a first team and there is a second team. This is Minka territory, okay? Yeah. This is Minka TJ Cam territory. Yes, it is. Okay? Understand that Desmond King was first team all pro in his second year in the NFL. That means that he was the, considered to be the very best player at his position. Mm -hmm. That's not nothing. That's tough. That's tough okay? right there. That yeah. is not nothing. That's tough. And it's voted on not by crowds, but coaches. Oh, yeah. Like front, like this is people that actually, I ain't gonna say the fans don't watch tape, but this isn't a popularity test here. This the is, deep dive. yeah, this is the deep dive. And hey, you had a way better year than everybody else at your position. I have to keep putting up Carl Stock's question as to who the <laughs> hell is Glenn Thomas, just so I can keep showing him who Glenn Thomas is. Uh, this one comes from Slim. It says, Hey, Moan, do you think Kevin Colbert? was a conservative GM for the Steelers or is it more that Omar is just really aggressive? Uh, I'll say this. I think Omar has Kevin's template. You don't mirror a guy for that many years and not have his DNA. Uh, it's just like your, your kids, you teach them to do something. They're going to do it their way and figure it out. Right. With that being said, I think Omar has seen other teams operate while Kev may have had, on the, the blinders around his eyes and only focus on his team. And I don't ever want to act like Kev had a bad, you know, tenure in Pittsburgh. No. He's, he's Hall of he Fame definitely status. definitely did not, yes. Is, is, can we do that for Kev? Like, we can do that for Kev, It's yes. the first time we've said this. Kev just knew the guys that were capable of coming and working in Pittsburgh, they're good enough. Omar's just saying, well, yeah, they are. But I do like that dude over there, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what Omar is essentially doing. You guys are real good, but I, I'll take one of those, too. 
Yeah, it, I, I love the way you worded that, though. It reminds me of uh, John Sherholtz, the legendary baseball general manager of the Atlanta Braves, who built them into a power. Remember, they won, they were, they didn't they finish first place for like a decade and a half straight? <laughs> yeah. They had the most unbelievable streak in sports. And he once wrote in his book that the most important talent that you have to evaluate is your own. Mm-hmm. Everyone gets all excited and stoked about going and evaluating amateurs and draft picks and even other teams' players. But if you don't have your own guys right, you have no chance. Kevin was very much that. Omar is literally peeling under every little layer of everything, up to and including, can I get a sixth-round pick for Kendrick Green? Yeah. When it... Again, no slight to, to, to Kevin Colbert, but in the past, might they not have just said, I mean, we're just going to cut Kendrick. That's Kev, though, man. Yes. And that ain't bad either, DK, because you at least give guys a, a different opportunity. To, you know, to, hey, this is something that may work for you somewhere else. Like, Kev was good about being unemotional in those moments. And that's a good part to have in this business, too, DK. It really is, man. And that, that lends it also to right here, too. Oh, you want to roll with that one? I got one after this one. Yeah, just give Casas a, a quick chance here. He brings up a good point. Hey, Moan, with, with the Steelers signing Desmond King, does he take reps away from Joey Porter Jr.? Or is he the official fourth cornerback? I think he's going to be in a slot, don't you? I think he's going to be in the slot, too. Yes, I think Joey Porter Jr. will be on the outside eventually. I think this is a work-to-start type of role eventually for JJ, JPJ. Uh, it, it, I'll, I'll say this. Corner and offensive line are the hardest to just plug and play unless you sauce Gardner or friggin' Trent Williams, okay? <laughs> Even Quentin Nelson right now in Indy is having a is is figuring it out, going to his fourth and fifth year type stuff. Corner and offensive line is the hardest. I wouldn't be balls to the wall when it comes down to just throwing JJ out there because those two positions right there, DK, you know this, they will get PTSD from certain stuff. Case in point, Artie, I think was thrown out there way too soon. I, it's fair to say that about Artie, DK. Artie had his chances. I'll counter with that. Yeah, okay. Well. Yeah, I'm with you. Yes. Yeah. But, yes, at the very beginning, yes, that was tough. That was tough. Uh, I, that was that was wanting or wishing that Artie could just instantly be Ike Taylor. There we go. There okay. we go. 100%. Very similar to the, you know, to the Kendrick Green, Marquise Pouncey stuff. No doubt. Uh, yes, that's another one. What positions are those again? O-line? Yeah. Cornerback. Mm-hmm. Here's one right here, mm-hmm. D.K., uh, since we're talking about cuts and players from Marble G, solid, very solid. Uh, hey, Moan, did veteran players, example, Big Ben, have a say in who was cut, or is it just coaches and up? We have a small say or suggestion. Oh, do tell. Small. small Let's hear about this small, small say with an example. Small. Uh, two guys, two guys, and they just kind of became dudes too. Okay, I said two guys okay. and became dudes. Uh, Chris Hubbard and Matt Filer, and I'll even throw another one there. BJ Finney, all undrafted guys, all hustle and stayed around. And hey, y'all like these dudes? Yeah, coach. They they one of us. Yeah, they're one That's of us. Reinforcement though, you're not making it. You're not. He 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 already. You said this in the past. He already has his mind made up. He just wants to hear it from you. That's fair. That's, but at our position, right? at our yeah. position, it does matter. If a guy didn't fit our mold, coach, man, he'll make it. But I don't know if he's one of us. So you did bring up, let's go to the quarterback or Ben. Who did you say Ben always went to? Ron Switzer. Yeah, he sure did. That's a way of making sure he's on a roster with Kenny. Kenny has uh, an affection right now for Gunnar Olszewski, right? That's a say-so, Coach. I like this dude. Now, I'm not sure if Kenny's in the room saying, hey, I like him, or they just see the way Kenny works with Gunner as far as him making the roster. There are small things that, yeah, you can pull the cord and keep a guy around and say, hey, Coach, we we like him. Keep him in our room. That's how you do it, though. See, Kerry brings up here, I really didn't think we were going to keep Gunner Olszewski at the start of the summer, hoping for more this season. Fingers crossed. He's not Ryan Switzer. He doesn't need to be connected to him. I mean, no. He's made some plays for the Steelers. Uh, he is – Mike Tomlin talked about him today, by the way, after practice. Uh, singled him out. Said this is a tough kid. 
Uh, I, res- I respect him. He's been battle-tested. And the thing that Tomlin said that he appreciated the most about Gunner is that not only does he work multiple positions, but he's become intensely knowledgeable at each of those individual positions. Yeah. That affords the Steelers more roster flexibility than anyone can imagine because they can now say about Gunner, well, he can if, – if Calvin Austin gets hurt, I can put him in over there. If so-and-so is out or unavailable or not performing well, I can put him over there. I can also use him in such-and-such role. But you want to know a great way to get your guy onto the roster? How's that? Get the young franchise quarterback. (laughs) No, to to speak with reporters the way Kenny did that one day out in Latrobe. And he said, I'll tell you what, the guy that's really standing out for me is Gunner. (laughs) It's like – like with one hand like this to make sure the coach can hear. I'm, I'm kidding. He didn't do that. But the coach will be aware of it. They yeah. all will. But but that also goes into play, though, too, DK. You know, sure. it, it goes into play, man. Uh, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that one. I, I got a good one here. I, I'm I'm way behind you in the questions, DK. But okay. we, we got a good thing going. This is good right here. It's from Trevor. And I got a feeling he's from, from West Tennessee. He goes, hey, Moan. Do you think the season feels different because the offense finally feels like a strength? And my favorite part of this question, who's your favorite Memphis rapper? Uh, uh, Yes, we had this conversation, what was it, yesterday or two days ago, DK? Mm -hmm. No, uh, yeah. Uh, No, Friday, when we were speaking about the excitement of this team. Yep. When we were saying, this feels surreal because the offense is actually playing this part. They're putting up points. And? And the special teams, too. And the special teams, That yes. was the thing that TJ brought up with me in Atlanta that I will Indeed. not soon forget. He said, it's it's one thing for the offense to go out there and just score an instant touchdown. It's another thing for us to go out there and get a three and out. But it's something else completely for the punt to go to Calvin Austin and for him to run it back 21 yards. That's when you have 53 guys wow. all looking at each other saying, I got you. Yeah. I got you. Well, that's awesome to hear. But the three phases, though. Uh, but, yes, the offense clicking the way it is, seeing the progression of Kenny, I think that has all of us. And I say this, too, and we didn't really mention it. Uh, George Pickens running routes. I saw that more in the Atlanta game. He was coming back to the ball. He was running in routes. It wasn't just throw it up in the air. He was running routes. And that's something that he said too. he wanted to do. Oh, and – and I heard him say this on the Ryan clock. They did it. You remember what we, he did a show and mm-hmm. they just grabbed George. You know what he said he wanted to do? This was mm-hmm. so professional of him. Then I'm going to get to my favorite Memphis rapper. It was this. He said, I don't want to ask him his goals. He was like, man, a thousand yards. I just want to get that. I think everybody, every wide receiver wants that. And then he also said this yak yards after catch. Yeah. I, I don't think he wants to be that. I mean, can I just say this? Odell. He just doesn't want to be Chase Claypool. Ooh. Okay. He doesn't want to just be that guy. When when Chase did make a catch, that was the end. It was. Okay. Mostly, sometimes without even being tackled, he would just kind of giraffe his way down to the ground. So where does that challenge come from also, DK? From Coast T. From your one and your two. That was cute. You making those acrobatic catches last year. Now I need yards after catch. That, That kept you around last year. Give me some yak this year. That's why I was so glad to see him running routes instead of just throwing the ball up. Favors Memphis rapper, man. Um, Project Pat and Player Fly. Easy. All day. We have so much good stuff coming in today. We want to we thank do. Josh Dobbs, not only for the gifts here, uh, the gift memberships that he's given out in t- today's crowd, but also for his personal visit here today. I was actually coming back from grabbing a coffee, and he's just standing outside the shop waiting for me nice yeah, he's like he's like you know that guy on there who goes by joshua dobbs that you think is the quarterback every time <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 actually me hey man that's awesome shane with the scouting observation here that claypool was always on the ground yes this is accurate he spent more time on the ground than a shortstop yeah <laughs> jim that's- fairfield says hey moan his player What's this time of year like just before the real football, like after the last preseason game and now this? You never go, had to deal with this gap. No, nah, I never had to deal with this gap. This gap right here is just uh, getting healthy and, and working on a soft game plan for the 49ers. I'll say when this happens, you know this to be true too, DK, just in general. As far as the practice field goes, it's much quieter. 
is is less crowded. Uh, players are a little bit more focused this time of the year, and everything is on a schedule from this moment moving forward. Everything takes a backseat to football this time of the year. If I was just to give you an honest answer. Todd Mayberry says, hey, Moan, is it me, or does this team seem to be the most balanced that we've seen in about a decade? In preseason, yeah. And, and I – I, I want us all to reset where we are. I'm asking that for myself, too, because I'm hype as ever. I, I'll be honest with you. For preseason football, yes, it is about as balanced as I've ever seen. We saw big plays out of the special teams, out of the offense, and the first team defense had nothing but three and outs, right, DK? Mm-hmm. That ain't real fun. life, though. No, it is not. That's not real life. <laughs> no, it's not happening against San Francisco, that's for sure. No, but we've never had a preseason like this, though. No, no. Carl Stock wants to know, again, who the hell is Glenn Thomas? He should ask every day. You need to change your name, Carl Stock, to who the hell is Glenn Thomas? Oh, boy. Uh, Rick says, hey, Moan, what's it like in the locker room on the first game day of the regular season? What's it going to be like on the morning of Sunday, September 10th? at Akershire Stadium inside that room. Who's in there? Who's walking around? Who's pacing? Who's heading into the uh, in, into the, the workout room or even the trainer's room? Everybody hits a drive-by as far as personnel, as far as, like, staff. Every coach hits a drive-by. You see some scouts in town and stuff like that and just seeing the final product and team before they go out and stuff, DK. I uh know that. That's interesting. Yeah, I mean, whoever's in town, those guys that are in town, yeah, they do a drive-by through there. Yeah. Um they're part of the family. That's they are to hear. part of the, the yeah. big part of the family, though, too. But Coach T, uh, he'll, he'll get his coffees. He'll pace back and forth. He'll go to different sections of the locker room. Like he literally has his hands on all parts of the locker room on game day. Just and just the first one too. He's got that look in his eye. That's very. I wish they could bottle that up for y'all so you can feel what it feels like to see that uh, when you know your coach is riding with you like that. Is woo gives me chills thinking about it yeah that coach doesn't ride with you that coach is sitting at the steering wheel he does it's very different <laughs> i've seen coaches who ride he's not one of them he's driving they bottle that up dk don Pearson says hey bone how did isaiah Loudermilk make this team did he have that good of a camp i, I can jump in first on this one. go ahead yeah isaiah had a mixed bag uh, 2H, as uh, as Coach Dunbar calls him, which is fantastic. <laughs> um, he, he had a mixed bag in that he is a piece. And he's not the complete part. I, I, let, me, let me see if I can word that. If you put him out there in a role where he's complimentary, and what you need is for guys to be on the ball, to push the pile back, uh, that's him. Yeah. Okay. And you'll love him for it. Yeah. But if you're asking him to make individual plays, if you're asking him certainly to get to the quarterback or contribute to the pass rush, you're going to be disappointed. You're going to be disappointed because it doesn't happen. Yeah. So he has the size, the bulk, the want to, the drive, but it doesn't, it, it, he's not, you don't look at him the same way you do, for example, Keanu Benton or DeMarvin Leal is probably right. a better example, a fairer example, it's a more similar position. So he made it. He made it. That's also one of those things. So your point to where the staff as a whole just say we like what he's going to be as opposed to what he is right now. And sometimes that's all you freaking need to make the team, y'all. It's, it's other questionable stuff around the league, too, that has happened as far as guys making the team and not making the team. Fast jazz reminds me to take care of business. I Man. guess I should do that. Like, come on, DK, what you got right going about on? now? Huh? Well, what I've got going on, Moan, as a matter of fact, is that at the Get Go Cafe and Market, quality is at the core of every menu item. They've got three expert chefs fine tuning every detail, so that every sub, burger, salad, wrap, drink, and app is crafted for what they uniquely refer to as crave ability. Order your favorite entry at the Get Go Cafe and Market today. Better. Believe it. And by the way, you talk about this this milky coffee that I have here. <laughs> the coffee that they've got at Getco, which we don't have downtown, yeah, is you can you can get it as black as night. I mean, mm. it is it is something. I mean, it, yeah. you can get it. Uh, 
you can get it the way you want. Let's put it that way. You start from that point. Don't ruin it with a whole bunch of milk. Man, they were on you about the the three chefs, dog. DK, you were. Everyone's got responsibilities around here, you know? (laughs) Tyler Johnson says, hey, Moan, can Terrell Lawson be at least 80% as good as Dick LeBeau was? I would say I think the expectation is to be 95 or 100% as good. Uh, with with the, the 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 guys that he have, the personnel that he has on this team, I think the expectation is always going to be the same. I don't think it matter who is calling the plays when it comes down to what the expectation is. When you take that defensive coordinator job in Pittsburgh, it's the expectation. It's not about who we're measuring it to. Coach LeBeau was awesome, but you also got to say I think Coach Butts had a good run too until it wasn't right. I will say that. I will say that it's really hard to measure up to Dick LeBeau in any capacity. Uh, you're talking about, first off, a Hall of Fame player. Yeah. Don't forget, this was a guy who had like 5,000 interceptions in an era where there really wasn't anybody doing it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and on top of that, then to be a coordinator, an NFL head coach. And then a coordinator again and, and having achieved so much in his life. But then on top of all of that, he read you the night before Christmas. Yeah. This is just one of the, like, the best human beings around that is so authentic. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that you, you, you throw yourself in front of a moving train for the guy. Yeah. There you are. He and a great human being, too. Don Pearson says, hey, DK and Moan, why do punters shank punts or hit them poorly? Are they rattled by the rush? Most times when that happens, at almost – well, I'll go for punters first because you asked that question. Lack of focus. Breakdowns of professional players is lack of focus. But Hands does the down. pass rush contribute to that? No. They see that all the time, DK. Uh, maybe backed up, they feel a little bit more pressure, some pressure. But even in pressurized situations, though, DK, guess what happens? You got to stay focused, and it's lack of focus. Anytime a player messes up, especially a skilled player like that, it's focus. If you ever needed, like really, really needed, the other team's punter to screw up, why don't head coaches call timeouts before they punt? They only they save them all for field goals. They, they do. want to rattle. They want to ice the punter. Uh, well, no, don't ice the punter because if they can't if they can't perform under pressure, then it's gonna happen regardless. Like the thing about the the kicker, like field goal is there's three people operating there. DK, you got the snapper, holder, and the kicker. Like you make the the holder think too when you call a timeout on extra point and field goals. It ain't just the you know, the, the Boswell, no, like all three people have to have a perfect operation. That's why they drill it so much. And those special team coaches are so crazy. Got a couple people asking how to become a member. That's just to go to dkps.net slash join. Just type that up into your URL. Avoid any and all buttons, whatever. Don't make it more complicated than yeah. it needs to be. dkps.net slash join. A pretty simple process here. I'm not sure if – this question is entirely serious from Jack Henderson, but I'm going to read it anyway, because if it isn't, he's got a great sense of humor. Hey, Moan, I have a new question for you. Never <laughs> been asked before on here. Toughest guy you went against when you played, at which point everyone says in unison, Gino, Gino Atkins. <laughs> <laughs> if you know, you know. And I, I always give the two other guys, too, man. And Calais Campbell. Yep, and him and the other one from Jacksonville, Malik Jackson. Malik Jackson also. Richard Seymour was tough as heck, too. Richard Seymour had his time. Oh, my God goodness i don't know that it was a super long time but he had his time here chris fielding says hey mo does losing zach gentry's blocking capacity change the 12 personnel play selection at all i don't think anything changes that's darnell that is also the, (laughs) the 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 reality of this situation too their replacement's already there yeah And Zach's my guy. I don't think y'all realize that. Zach's such a young, cool dude, man. Yeah, I, I mean, I think it's – it's. It, I, I hope, like I said earlier, I hope he does well wherever it is that he goes. But will his blocking be missed necessarily? 
not if you've been keeping an eye on number 80. Yeah. And he's no. awfully hard to miss. Swan wants to know, Moan, if you think Omar has had the ability to do splash, mostly because there's no huge QB contract. Definitely plays a part. Let's not act dumb about that. That's one thing I will say. Kev didn't really have the luxury of operating like that after Ben. I mean, after Ben's second contract, right? No, not at all. Not even at the end when Ben was taking the the, the no. team friendly discounts and so forth. But because there was other positions like this team is low value right now as far as the amount of money being paid out, you know. So Omar does have a way different luxury right now as far as Kev, but I still do think he manipulates um these trades and 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 offers and stuff like that still though i, I think this is just going to be his template sean says uh, along with the five dollar contribution that's appreciated hey moan now that the steelers have signed desmond king at corner and they have Braden behoko back on the practice squad which happened today as well is this the best of all possible worlds yes it is uh and yes um I, I think it makes sense. You get a veteran guy there. Um, Fajoko comes back to develop himself and also be ready unless the team plucks him off the practice squad. You couldn't have called it any better. Only thing that would be better than that is having Zach Gentry being able to go to practice squad. I was squad. just going to say, it. that's your that's your optimal scenario. But then at the same time, I'll say it again from Zach's no. standpoint, you know, yeah. I, I hope he's not on somebody's practice squad. Mm-hmm. I hope he's playing in the National Football League. Yeah, absolutely, man. Uh, you know, but, yeah, that's that's how it's going to go. Wood says it's wild to me that there really aren't any more botched holds. You don't see them very often, do you? Man, y'all knock on wood. Okay, we've had a real good operation in Pittsburgh. Let's not let's not do that, okay? I don't like that, that you bring that there's not many. Uh, but you're, you're right. Those dudes practice that to a T. When it's raining outside, they dump the footballs and, and water and do it. Um, when it's sandy or bad fields, they do it that way. Like they are very, very methodical in how they operate DK. Are you in favor of having kickers do that instead of backup quarterbacks? Remember that? Yeah, because the backup quarterback doesn't have time to get enough reps. I know. I know that's yeah. why the kickers like it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I also know that from a play design standpoint, it sure is nice to have your backup quarterback out there. It is, and Candle they're usually too deep. They're too deep on that one, DK. It's usually the backup quarterback's the next guy. Yeah, 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 exactly right here. Uh, uh, oh, has he seen Darnell Washington? Yeah. Cat Manada asked. Yeah, that was pretty much the. Uh, oh, here's here's a good one from John Todman. Who's the biggest wimp you ever played against? You can say it because they were a wimp and they can't do anything about it. If you identify uh, them, oh my god! Everybody on the football field is a tough guy. I'll say this: you don't make it to the NFL as a wimp. Depending on. Happen. Depending on where guys were in the season, in their contracts, and what kind of record they were having, all it would take sometime is one quarter. And the guy would just be like, all right, man, let's get through this. Like those last four games for some teams when we were playing them, if it wasn't on Christmas Day because nobody wants to lose on Christmas Day or that weekend, you were going to get some dudes that'd be like, all right, man, I just want to get out of here healthy so I can ship my cars to South Beach. (laughs) I won't say they're wimps. Nobody's soft, but, yeah, that happens. Darren Watt wants to know how Vince Wilfork was. A load. A load. There's no other way to say it. Uh, But as big as he was, he was a hell of an athlete, though. He could move uh, and just strong as an ox, too. Vince was solid, too. But his position was this. You move him side to side, they got to take him out of the game. Darwin wants to point out to, to me and to everybody, as a lot of people have been doing today, that the next move was going to be cornerback, but that also was done by the person for whom the show is named. He did say that it was going to be a corner. Corner, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, That was where the resources was going to go. And here again, when you mention resources, one of those that you have to talk about is cap space. And he, Omar also made sure to get cap space out of these transactions that he had this week including 2.7 uh, annually on the Kevin Dotson move. That's he's still got. Yeah, he money. does. He's still got money. Don't lose sight of that here. Chris Weaver comes in uh, with, uh, Oh geez. Okay. Um, she oh, says, man. hello, this is, yeah. Okay. Um, she says, hello, this is Chris's daughter. I want to let you know that my dad's cancer has spread. I'm going to start chemo again, please. DK and moan, uh, 
keep him in your prayers. Uh, we, we will do that. We appreciate you coming on here and, and sharing this news with us. We have a couple people who are regulars uh, on this pro on this program who are who are battling through some tough times. Yeah. And, you know, it's funny when things are going really well, Moan. All of us. Yep. All of us can take things for granted. When in fact, every day around the foster household, around my household, what's the only thing that matters for real this time? For real? Us. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's our the health. love. Yep. It's, it's yep. the health and, 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 the, and, and the love that's shared and everything else here. And uh, yeah. Okay. And um, I'll, I'll say this too. Uh, he's in here often, man. Definitely yes. tell him we said speed recovery. We hope it go through, but this is also what we sit and say. This is where a lot of people escape come from. Steelers and us being able to have this community of this chat, DK. So we appreciate appreciate you coming in and uh, updating us for sure. I'm seeing all the uh, prayers. Yeah, here and stuff they, here, now. here they yep. come, and I'm going to keep those running through the post show as well. We're going to sign off for the day. I don't. We will, I, I, I got a good one that, real that, quick though. That totally threw me. From Go your ahead. guy Twiz. This is yeah. uh, as we speak about how do you prepare this week from Twiz. Hey Mom. Mm-hmm. How is it preparing for a team after an offseason is last year tape obsolete? No, it's not. I've watched film on Cleveland and in preparation for Cleveland, but watching the Denver Broncos defensive scheme. As far as like coaches changing team, you look at tendencies sometimes whenever you're doing that stuff. The first game is always the wildest because there isn't current film, but you can go through what tendencies are of the coaches. That's why we always name out the coordinators and um, what they've done in years past. So, uh, what is his name? Uh, Greg Roman is going to do the same things. Okay. Like that's just how it goes sometimes, but no, it's not obsolete. All right, guys, we're going to sign off for the Ooh. day and uh, don't stay tuned for anything at all no, after on the post show. No, all absolutely right. not. Yeah. We're not doing anything there. Okay. Bye. <laughs>
We did it. We <laughs> That's did four it. good seconds. Yes, okay? indeed. So, all right, guys. Uh, let's sign off today on behalf of the Glenn Thomas statue, uh, my new my new glasses, and Ramon's prize. Yeah, my <laughs> crown. Right Chris gets the crown today. Which goes to Chris today. Uh, we're, we'll be back with another show tomorrow. No doubt. All right, everybody. All right. Bye-bye. Peace.